0: You see this, this I hate. This is what you see when you go onto Google and you type in how to heal from emotional trauma. And almost every single article has the same vapid information, no logical advice, like have a self care day. Have patience. Oh, you want me to be patient? Girl, I'm out here suffering. It just frustrates me so much because I know what it's like to experience hurting a hurt that's so deep that you can't talk to other people and no one else is gonna understand it. So you think, you know, the internet with all of its resources would offer some good advice. And then it just lets you down. And I have experienced this over years of my life. And that is exactly why I choose to make these how-to videos and why I want to pack so much detail and information into it. So then it becomes your ultimate guide to overcoming that problem. So I'm not going to sit here today and tell you to lean on your loved ones and talk about it and just get through it. Nuh-uh, consider this your ultimate guide on how to heal from your emotional trauma. Heal, not be distracted through self-care days, but actually rebuild your life and move on. Chapter number one, beginning the healing process. And this has to start with understanding a little bit about what trauma actually is. Now, trauma isn't just about the event that happens to you, but it's equally just as much about the response that you have to that event. For example let's say that your trauma is that you were in a toxic relationship and you survived narcissistic abuse from that relationship this is my personal experience and i'll be referencing this example throughout the video so you think your trauma is the fact that you were in a very deeply painful relationship but your trauma is actually also the aftermath of it the way that you keep criticizing yourself why did i stay so long i can't believe i fell for somebody like that You're constantly judging yourself. And now you also have to experience the pain of coming to terms with yourself after losing yourself in certain ways because you experienced that trauma. And for that reason, it is important to note before you watch this video, healing starts with discomfort. It is at the root of it. The only way to heal is to actually face your pain head on. And when you try to suppress your feelings, ignore them or run away from them, you're also running away from yourself healing is a journey it's not an event okay it's about progress over perfection and a lot of the times we think that we've healed and one day we're doing great and the next we feel like we're back to square one and we're a failure we don't know how to heal and we didn't overcome things no that doesn't mean that you're doing healing wrong that means that you were brave enough in the first place to embark on this journey it takes time and it has its ups and downs but you have to embrace them because they won't last forever all of the downs you are about to have in this journey will teach you just as much as the ups So everyone says there are five stages to processing grief or trauma. These are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and finally acceptance. But I disagree with this. I've made up my own nine stages of starting the healing process through my own experiences with it. So let's get into it. More often than not, we actually try to avoid our trauma and we start the process of self-blame. Oh, but I shouldn't have put myself into that situation or I shouldn't have been so sensitive or other people have it worse. I should just get over it. No, you did not deserve what happened to you. And it's okay to be affected and hurt by it. You can only start to heal once you finally accept that you're not completely okay. And from that point on, you need to start to learn about your trauma. After I left that relationship, I ignored it. I just assumed, oh, it was just one of those toxic bad relationships that everyone goes through. But it was so much more than that. It wasn't until I finally Googled the traits of a narcissistic person and relationship, learnt about this disorder, learnt about the effects it can have on a person, the way that it can literally cause brain damage in the victims of narcissistic abuse and fully understanding it and why it happens. Only then, after all of that research, could I fully understand what happened to me and then finally come to terms with it. Step number two, super simple. Acknowledge harm over help. And this is where you need to start holding yourself accountable for all of the areas in which you are engaging in self-sabotage. For example, allowing yourself to reach out to people from your past just because you think it will make you feel better in the moment when really what you're doing is you're longing out your entire healing process and you keep going back to square one not having boundaries, being too nice, putting other people first, suppressing your emotions, living a low vibrational lifestyle, not standing up for yourself and having a victim mindset. So let's say that you have a parental wound, so like mother issues or father issues, your help over harm is to start reparenting yourself rather than re traumatizing yourself by constantly going over the issue, consistently having grudges and blaming, and not focusing your attention on what you can actually control, which is your behavior and your life. I'm going to teach you how to reparent yourself later on in the video. Step number three embrace the suffering. You are not a robot, girl. Why are you beating yourself up for crying? Why are you telling yourself that you're too sensitive? I feel like there's this misconception that to be emotionally strong, you can't be affected by others, but that is far from the truth. I fully believe in detachment, but also negative emotions are part of the human experience. You are a vulnerable, loving, caring person who loved and lost. And that takes a lot of courage. The best first step is to acknowledge that you opened yourself up to another person. You offered up your loving care and yeah, it didn't work out but you shouldn't beat yourself up for that. Step number four, sometimes closure is needed. This is not for everyone and this is not an excuse for you to go back to your ex. However, if you have been suffering or something, for years and you cannot get your head around it and you really feel like you need that last conversation, sometimes it helps. I had an absent father all throughout my life and it wasn't until last year, after 10 years of not seeing him, I reached out to him and I started talking to him again, just to finally see him in person, face to face, have those conversations and i went through my entire teenage years with this father wound affecting me every single day since last year having a couple of conversations and then cutting him off for good the situation doesn't bother me at all i feel like that one step finally fully healed me same with traumatic relationships in the past i reached out to my ex one whole year after the breakup just to have one last conversation i realized he hadn't changed i realized it was completely in his character the way that he was i realized it was never gonna work out and it put me off him for good sometimes you just need to have it out with people so you don't spend the rest of your life wondering what if step number five take responsibility for your life you have to quit the whole i am the way i am because this happened to me i react like this because of the way my childhood was yeah but that triggered me because of what my mom and dad did to me when you say phrases like these you are giving your past all of the power to run the rest of your life so now you need to start shifting your speech and thought patterns so instead you'll say Oh okay, well I reacted like that because I was triggered from an event that I'm still working through. That way you're making it a habit to remember this is only temporary. You won't be this way forever and your trauma won't affect you forever. And it's a constant reminder to yourself that you will heal and it's a process that you're going to get to the end of. Step number six, let go of expectations and shift your focus. I have dealt with parental trauma and it took me years to get over it and stop hurting about it on a daily basis. And the uncomfortable truth I learned is that we have the power to change our stories no matter what happens to us. The narratives we tell ourselves can limit us and keep us stuck in our past. So you need to hold yourself accountable for the stories you continue to tell yourself about different situations. For example, if you constantly tell yourself things like, oh, I'm unlovable, or they did this to me because I don't deserve that treatment, or I'll never be safe because this event happened to me. blamed my parents so much throughout my life and i felt so unlovable but then i shifted my mindset and i realized i had to stop expecting treatment from people who were not capable of giving that to me and instead realize I can create my own safety. I can give myself love and affection. I am strong and independent and brave and I can create a beautiful, fulfilling life for myself. My worth and the beauty of my life is not dependent over how this one or how these two people treat me. Step number seven, release the memory. Do a thought dump, record yourself on camera and just speak about it for as long as you want to. Journal it and scribble it all out, rip the pages, write down swear words, whatever it's gonna do to make sure that you've gotten all of that emotion out of your body. This is so you're no longer harboring any of that resentment or negative energy. And therefore you can't give more of your emotional energy to your trauma because you've let it go. This is a really important practice of emotional and physical release. Because you're putting words onto paper, you're releasing all of your thoughts from your brain and all of the emotions out of your body as you're writing it down or as you're speaking about it. Step number eight, rewire your nervous system. Your nervous system has a very large role in your stress response to your trauma. After a traumatic event, your nervous system picks up more than ever in response to your environment around you, which is why you start to feel triggered by normal everyday things. You start to feel more stressed and you start to see more danger in everything around you and you become more hyper-vigilant. It can cause many physical and mental symptoms, so, a few ways to kind of rewire your mental system and calm down that stress response. For example, practicing meditation is a very big one. In order to heal from your trauma or start the process of doing so, you have to disconnect from your ego and from the thoughts in your brain. This links into that narrative that we constantly tell ourselves which just keeps re-victimizing ourselves and making sure that we live in our trauma for a longer period of time breathing sitting still doing yoga eating even just taking a cold shower grounds you and calms the stress response in your body cold exposure exercise and taking deep breaths are the best ways to fix your nerves and begin the process of emotional regulation and lastly step number nine you must accept the event. It's as simple saying to yourself, I went through XYZ event and this person took advantage of me. A lot of the times we can't heal because the energy from our trauma won't leave our body because we're not accepting it. You have to face the truth. Yes, it might be embarrassing. Oh, I got with that person for the sixth time. Or I trusted this person and they hurt me again. Or I put myself in a vulnerable situation and I was taken advantage of or I was made a fool or I fell in love with an abuser. You are avoiding the pain because you're letting your ego run the show and that is what is keeping you You stuck. So instead, you need to confront it, quiet the mind and the ego, and literally say to yourself, these are the events that happened. This is what that person did to me. This is exactly how it affected me, and this is exactly how I'm feeling now. No, it's not, I'm okay, I'll get over it, I'll be okay in a few days, and I'll stop crying. You need to say exactly what happened. Once you do this, the energy starts to leave your body because you're acknowledging it. It's not constantly pent up, and eventually you will get to a place where you accept your trauma and why it had to happen to you and this stage is where you stop giving so much power to the event because you're like this taught me a lesson. This made me stronger. I learned from that event. I survived that event. And and now it's going to change the trajectory of my life for the better because I've learned that wisdom because I won't get myself in that situation again, because it's put me on this healing journey to become a better person. I am at a point in my life right now where I am grateful for every single traumatic experience that's happened to me because I'm finally happy and healed and in a place in my life where I want to be. And I truly, I know that I wouldn't be here if I didn't have to experience so many adversities. So those are my nine stages to starting the healing process now the rest of this video all of the chapters will outline different techniques you can use throughout your healing journey but before we dive into those I have to finish this chapter off by mentioning therapy first now now don't skip ahead I know what you're thinking oh it's expensive it's inaccessible it's hard to find a therapist that's right for you and understands you and your trauma but better help makes it so much easier to be able to access therapy Now, this is a paid partnership with BetterHelp, but I've actually known of them for years, so I wanted to share all of the reasons as to why I would recommend them on your healing journey. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and it is 100% online. And with BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a range of issues all you have to do is go to the BetterHelp website answer a few questions about your needs and preferences so that they can help you find the best therapist that's going to help you with your specific problems then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable it doesn't have to be in person it would be online through video chat or you can text them or you can call them over the phone plus if your therapist isn't right for you for whatever reason you can switch to another that is more suited for you at no additional cost the benefits of therapy are endless it will give you so much self-awareness coping skills improve communication learn how to resolve conflict for the rest of your life so you can go to the link in my description for 10 percent off your first month of better so you can really give yourself the best shot at healing and working through your emotional trauma on to chapter two this is all about the shadow work technique there are a few different ways to practice shadow work and the first and my favorite one is going into a memory to comfort yourself this particular technique saves me a few years ago because a problem that I kept having that was cropping up was identifying as my past self. Like I was grown. I was 19, 20 years old. I'd had a glow up. I had leveled up my life a little bit. And yet I kept viewing myself as my 14, 15 year old self who, you know, was lonely and quiet, wasn't popular, was extremely insecure. Although I changed outwardly and I changed my personality a lot, my self-image hadn't caught up to that. And as a result, I was still experiencing a lot of self-image issues, self-doubt and insecurity and confidence issues. You can apply this to any situation, but I'm going to talk about it with my example. So I closed my eyes and I imagined my current self walking up to my younger self. So I imagine my 14, 15, 15 year old self sitting in a classroom in school, feeling lonely, feeling awkward, not talking to anyone, being shy. Then I imagine my current self in her early twenties, confident, beautiful, smart, strutting up to her. And having a conversation with her and telling her this is who you are this is who you end up being and you just have to imagine how would you have gone about your life five six years ago if you knew where you were going to be now if you knew you were going to have a glow up and you were going to get the job and you were going to make money and you were going to be beautiful and get into a relationship and find other friends and everything you end up doing you knew that and if you had that certainty years ago you would have gone about your daily life when you were younger much more confident you would have strutted around because you knew everything was going to be okay and you knew all all of that power was inside of you the whole time so really when you're doing the shadow work exercise you're kind of telling your younger self that so then your self-image can catch up and you're not still harboring all of that past negativity and insecurity into your present day the second shadow work technique is inner child healing This is a lot about speaking to the child version of yourself, telling them that you love them and looking after them and being affectionate towards them, reassuring them, keeping a lot of compassion for them. There are a lot of ways to do this so you can close your eyes and imagine yourself going into a memory where you were hurting as a child and then going in and comforting them and giving them the treatment that you wished you received, but you didn't. And now your current self is gonna go and do that as you step into this memory. Or you can have a picture of your younger self. When I was going through a lot of confidence issues, and I was also suffering from imposter syndrome i went through a phase where for about two to three months i kept an image of my four-year-old self on my mirror so every day when i got ready i was acknowledging she is still inside me that is who i am still and she deserves respect and compassion and kindness. So every single day I shouldn't be critiquing myself and judging myself and telling myself I'm not doing enough because she doesn't deserve that. Another way to do it is to write a letter for yourself, journal about it, like writing a letter, saying all of the things that your inner child really needed to hear. My favorite way of practicing inner child healing is whenever I'm kind of going through or I feel hurt or I'm crying, I close my eyes and I picture my five, six year old self running into my arms. And then me, my current 22 year old self just holding her so tightly in my arms and comforting her and creating a safe space for her and letting her also be sad and cry in my arms and like look after her and kind of be her parent figure in a way. And the last way to practice inner child healing is to recreate your favorite childhood activities. So you need to spend a day or just schedule an hour once a week to make time to do all of the things you loved as a child. You can be silly and goofy and you just need to be your full authentic self and go back to your roots. Like what brought you an immense sense of joy when you were younger that after a while you stopped doing because you had to get realistic or you had to grow up and be cool. Like, no, okay? If you want to go outside and run around your garden, do that. You want to paint a picture and be super messy with it, do that. One thing I really do is I watch all of the movies TV shows I watched as a child. Like if you know, you know about the Bratz movie, like even the Bratz cartoon show brought me so much joy when I was a kid. I still watch reruns of it to this day because I feel like it brings me back to her a little bit and connects me with that past version of myself similarly the next strategy for shadow work is something called cord cutting this is really useful at cutting ties with past people we do not condone going back to the people that hurt us allowing them back into our lives or allowing that energy to consistently play a part in our daily routine instead we focus on removing our energy from that person to get them out of our head and move on with our lives we're cutting that energetic cord from us still having a connection because that bond is over it's done so once again you can close your eyes and you're gonna visualize going up to this person and having it out with them, saying everything you wanna say. An alternative to to this is kind of like writing a letter to your ex, your parrot, whoever's hurt you, and writing down everything you wanna get off your chest so it's all out of your head and your body. When you're visualizing having it out with them, having that final conversation, you're gonna get it all off your chest and then you're gonna turn around and you're gonna walk away. And then you're gonna visualize as you're walking away all of that negativity, all of that past trauma and those painful experiences being left with them as you are walking away from them with your back turned towards them. As you're walking away from them, you're gonna imagine you see a line drawn on the floor and you're gonna step over the line. When you step over the line, that symbolizes you stepping into the new version of yourself and a new era of your life that you do not bring them into. They are still behind the line and they're staying there. Okay, now there's like this energetic force field where the line is. You now can't return back to where that person's standing. When you're visualizing this in your imagination, you need to act like you literally can't step through like this invisible glass where you've left that person behind with all of the emotions and the trauma left with them. Then you're kind of signaling to your brain that now there's a separation between you and that person and you and that event. And as you're walking away, once the cord has been cut, you can feel your energy and all of yourself get bigger and brighter and happier and more hopeful. And that process right there is what is happening to you in your life right now. Now that they're no longer in your life, You are in a new phase that you didn't bring them into. This is full of opportunity for you. You haven't brought them into this new phase. So if you keep going back, then that means you can't keep moving forward. The next shadow work strategy is called the Q&A technique. This is where you keep questioning your limiting beliefs over and over again so that you can get to the root of your trauma and stop giving it so much belief and logic. A really great way to do this is with a journal. So at the top of your page, you'll write your limiting belief. Let's say it's I feel really undesirable why do you feel undesirable because I've been single for a really long time why is being single for a really long time an issue because I feel like that means I'm unattractive and I'll never find anybody again Okay, and then when you write that down, you're like, that doesn't make sense. Like how do those two things even link? And then you're also realizing the story and the narrative you're feeding to yourself every single day and you can kind of nip it in the bud. Next up, the easiest way to practice shadow work is through journaling prompts. You can Google there, search on Pinterest, type it in on TikTok. People will post questions all the time. And then all you have to do is answer these questions in your journal. Questions like, what am I most ashamed about of myself? Who hurt me the most and how can I forgive them? What are my toxic traits and how do I self satisfy sabotage my experiences. Who am I now and who do I want to become? What am I most afraid of others finding out about myself? And the final shadow work strategy is reparenting yourself as I mentioned before. This is where you start to give yourself the power control and authority of a parent. You allow yourself to step into that role and therefore have way more control and power over your own life. In order to do this, you have to start being self-compassionate. So when you speak to yourself, all of the judgment and criticisms you give yourself, imagine you were saying that to your own child. Would you treat them that way? No, you wouldn't. So you have to also start treating yourself as if you are your own child. No scolding yourself, no judging yourself, no insulting yourself give yourself love and affection treat yourself validate yourself and your experiences and your feelings look after yourself on a daily basis okay i cannot tell you how much i have reconnected with my inner child since moving into my own apartment like i feed myself i make sure that i have the most nutritious healthy meals because i want to give myself and my inner child the best shot at living a long healthy happy fulfilling life i drag myself to the gym okay you have to also have that discipline and take responsibility for your life. Chapter three, the technique we're gonna be talking about here is the emotional regulation routine and creating a new life for yourself. This for me personally has been the biggest help in helping me heal over all of my trauma. My current happiness is honestly just down to this one technique. This is where you rewrite your story. You ask yourself, where is the love and light and joy in my life? How can I find it and how can I create it? So the first and most beautiful way to do this is to wish others well. This is a daily practice and you need to make this a new habit within your new life and new routine. So every single day, when you're walking around on the street and you just see strangers out and about, send them a blessing, send them a prayer, wish them well. I hope, you know, you don't have to say it out loud. You just say it in your head. I hope that person has a great rest of their day. I hope that person had a really good day at work I hope that person gets everything they're manifesting at this moment in time. When you're doing this you're living every day through a really optimistic lens and it allows you to start seeing the best in other people. So like if you see a couple together instead now you're going to be at the lens of oh they're so cute together I love that for them. Instead of operating from your trauma and all of your triggers and thinking oh she's probably going to get her heart broken or I bet that guy is trash. And it links back to what I was saying about your nervous system. You start seeing danger in everything. You know when I Was going through it, I used to see the worst in people all the time. I was scared, I was I couldn't trust anyone. I used to see guys out and about, and I was just nervous to be in their presence. But once I started my healing journey, I shifted my perspective and I started seeing so much joy, happiness, and kindness in other people. What you look for is what you will find. It's like that old saying: if you start trying to look for a yellow car. All day throughout that day, all you will see is yellow cars. You have to open up your heart so then your worldview changes and then as a result, your life does too. You know why? Because your life is merely reflections of your thoughts and perspective. If you think that everyone's out to get you, no one's to be trusted, everyone's putting evil eye on you and all of that stuff, that's all you're gonna receive from people. And then you'll just keep re-traumatizing yourself because you have such a negative worldview. The next step in this brand new routine of yours is to find something to pour love into, which isn't another person. Something that is all yours, it doesn't need to be a job or a passion or your purpose. It doesn't need to be perfect or monetized. All it has to do is fulfill you. So for example, for me, it's really important for me to have a creative outlet because I'm such a creative person, creating videos online has always been that for me. I just got lucky and it also turned into my job. But before it did, I have been creating videos on a regular basis. I'm talking every single week since I was 12 years old. But now especially creating this community online and pouring my love into all of you through the advice I share and how we all help each other online has healed me so much because I don't have time to think about negativity or to harbour resentment to people who have wronged me in the past because I'm so focused, happy and fulfilled with everything I'm creating right now and how I'm taking control over my life. It's about taking your attention away from the past and bringing it to the present because you're bringing so much abundance into your present life. don't even have the capacity or emotional energy to give to all of that past negativity and because of this for the past few years whenever i've gone through a breakup or i've lost friends or i've been rejected yes it's sad and yes i have hurt because you do need to go through the suffering for a little bit however my entire world hasn't crumbled down because i'm like okay yeah this hurts and i'm gonna think about it and i'm gonna journal it and get it out but My life isn't ruined because I always have other things to go back to, things that I can't lose because they're not other people. That being said, the next part of your routine is to not isolate yourself it is your responsibility to seek out the joy in life again you have to find it shifting my perspective and being able to see all of the possibilities and new beginnings that could be in store for me helped me get through to the other side of my healing journey because i knew there was another side to get to so a great way of doing this is like vision boarding writing down your goals planning out your life and like visualizing what your ideal days would be because i was doing that and i was giving myself something to work towards that's what kept me waking up every single day to fight another day even when for a long time i didn't want to wake up in the morning and the last strategy in your brand new emotional regulation routine is to educate yourself and turn it into wisdom for example if you come from a dysfunctional family you have to learn about it Buy the box about living in a narcissistic family dysfunctional family having a mother wound or a father wound and then put yourself in their shoes, because that is all you can do. You can't control somebody else's behavior, you can't make them treat you right, but you can try to understand them to grant your own peace of mind. If you don't, and you keep feeling sorry for yourself and putting blame on everybody else constantly, even if it is their fault, you still shouldn't do this because then you're constantly stuck in a victim mentality for the rest of your life educating yourself about the problem or about the person so you can understand it means that you can make your peace with it and then move on knowing it was never personal and therefore makes you less vulnerable to that problem which lessens your trauma over time so one instance where this really stands out was i was in a relationship with someone who was extremely emotionally unavailable and like really played with my feelings and it took me six to seven months where i was just so heartbroken i was thinking about this person every single day i couldn't stop thinking about them it really impacted myself esteem until i googled emotionally unavailable people emotionally unavailable relationships and i realized what happens in their brain to make them act in that way and then i realized he didn't just treat me like this he's going to continue to treat everybody in his life like this because he can't help the way he is and his treatment of me does not define how much love and affection and respect i'm worthy of because i learned all of this and i turned that education into wisdom about that particular person that problem i could finally have peace and rest and stop living out this constant stress response. You have to make sense of the situation and create a safety net for yourself where you know you won't fall into that situation ever again. And finally, this new life and new routine links into self-love, which you must be practicing every single day. And that is the last technique we're gonna talk about in this video. Chapter four, self-love and healing the relationship you have with yourself. The most important aspect of this that is very overlooked is to honor your dark side and your insecurity. Become one with them and love and appreciate them just as much as you do with your strengths. For example, other people made me feel shame and as a result, I felt shame about the way that I kind of put myself out there, the way that I spoke, the way that I dressed, carried myself, but I stopped labeling that as a weakness and I used it as my strength instead. I now strut out in the most extravagant outfits. I turn up to every event extremely overdressed because that's my style. That's what makes me feel confident and that's beautiful. Yeah, I talk fast and I talk loud and I'm very energetic and chaotic and out there, But there are some people in the world who are going to love that about me And even if they don't I love that about myself Because I show up to every conversation with so much energy And I'm bubbly and I show other people the excitement I feel And I'm so expressive of my emotions And that's a beautiful thing about myself I'm going to tell myself that narrative As opposed to you're too loud and it's annoying and You need to quiet down and be more ladylike and blah 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 Another part of my dark side was that I constantly had so much self-doubt thinking I wouldn't achieve anything. I really suffered with imposter syndrome too. So I started having more self compassion. Like I said before, looking at the picture of my younger self and realizing that's me and I deserve patience and love and I deserve second chances. I'm going to mess up and make mistakes and that's okay. That doesn't make me any less smart. That doesn't make me any less lovable. Realizing that you are enough without having to do anything or earn anything or get anything. You don't need to perfect life. Okay. Even if you've skipped the gym for a whole month, you're You're still lovable and you're still doing great even if you had an off day you deserve respect and admiration because look at you waking up every day trying to give it your best shot the next step into healing your relationship with yourself is to shift your focus and fall in love with yourself okay self-love is going to save you every single time every day we find a million new things that are wrong with us okay every single day there's a new insecurity that comes out something we need to fix about ourselves something we need to hide and i'm sick of it oh my body's not perfect yet, oh my god I had another breakout, oh my god I can't believe I did that, that was so embarrassing, oh my god I can't believe I said that in that conversation, Ugh, why haven't I achieved my goals yet? First of all trust the timing of your life because you will get the job, you will graduate, you will find the relationship okay and in the process of getting to all of those goals you have to make a commitment to be kinder to yourself. Self-love is always going to be my biggest priority and the thing I preach about most because when we're kinder to ourselves and we show up for ourselves and we know we'll always have our own backs no matter what, life becomes a lot lot. easier and healing becomes a lot easier because you're gonna have tough days and you're gonna hurt over things that have happened in the past but when you can cry on your own shoulder and when you can be your own therapist and give yourself a hug everything feels lighter you become your own support system and it makes the entire process just that little bit smoother self love links so much into that create a new emotional regulation routine because it becomes this habit that you have to carry into every single day it's self love as a lifestyle i can honestly put so much of my healing down to the fact that i just really like myself now so what do i have to judge criticize or beat myself up about okay i made some bad decisions or i used to criticize myself for being too sensitive or getting myself into these tricky situations that ended up traumatizing me but i'm here now and I got through it and other challenges gonna come and i'm still struggling with things here or there but i'm gonna get through it again because i have so much trust in myself and my capabilities i'm gonna hold my hand and walk myself through it because i am my own best friend and living life with myself is amazing i don't worry about going back to people from my past or dwelling on past situations because i'm so content with who i am and who i've grown to be and like and like becoming tunnel vision on that mission to keep growing myself and seeing how far and how great of a person i can become and how much of a fulfilling life that i can create for me me personally that has been the center of my healing journey and the final chapter number five the homework and affirmations chapter as always i'm going to give you guys a few homework tasks to make sure that you're actually implementing all of the advice you learned from this video in a practical way so you can start your healing journey and then we're going to finish off the video with five affirmations so that you can start today homework task number one you're going to script out your pain and confront it in the most vulnerable way so that you can begin to understand it i want you to forgive yourself in the process and just write all out in a journal. Task number two is to lead this with the Q&A shadow work method. So when you're writing everything in your journal, getting it all out of your system and doing that emotional release, you're going to start questioning everything you wrote and the narrative that you've been telling yourself to get to the root of your trauma so that you can understand it and work back from it. Homework task number three, I want you to find a picture of your younger self either on your phone or like an actual picture, stick it on your mirror, set it as your wallpaper, look at it a couple of times this week and speak kind words to yourself. Visualize your younger self, show them some compassion and affection. Homework test number four. Go onto Google, type in shadow work journal prompts, pick out some questions that align with you and what you're struggling with at the moment and answer the questions in the journal. Homework task number six, you can go to the link in the description and join our Discord. If you didn't already know, I have a Discord channel where so many of us, I think we're on 1,000, 2,000 members come together and we have a channel called Deep Chats and Healing and everybody kind of comes together and events to each other. You guys give each other such great advice. It's such a wholesome, loving space. I read through it quite a bit and um, it's such a supportive network of people. Homework task number six, you're gonna watch the following videos on my channel if you haven't already. My video my self-validation video and if you're struggling with relationship trauma you must watch my how to heal your attachment style video and the last homework task is to get into your reading okay if you know me you know I love some good self-help books so if you're on your healing journey then I would recommend you read the following healing is the new high by vex king good vibes good life by vex king what happened to you by Oprah and the mountain is you by Brianna West that is my personal favorite and now we're gonna finish the video off by you going away from this and saying the following five affirmations. Let's go. I am not my trauma. It does not define my character or the trajectory of my life. Things can only get better for me. I am strong and capable to create a bountiful life for myself moving forward. I am loved and cherished exactly as I am. I release all negative thought patterns and beliefs from my past wounds and embrace the happiness of this moment and the hopefulness of the future. And lastly, I see abundance all around me and life gets better every single day. And that brings us to the end of this video. I hope you guys enjoyed it and learned something new. If you did, please comment down below and let me know so then I can learn from you guys and continue to make these videos better and better. If you're not already, make sure you're following me on Instagram so we can be besties and check out my jewelry brand. Did you know I run a jewelry brand and then we can be twinning. I'm wishing you the best on your healing journeys. I'm so proud of you for putting in the work to learn about how you start, you've got this. I appreciate you. I'll see you in the next video. Bye.